Folks, welcome. It's a late night edition of Hitting the High Notes. Well, we're recording it uh, late night uh, tonight, but you'll probably listen to it in the morning or whenever you listen to your podcast. I am one of your hosts, Hu Tran, and we are a Utah Jazz podcast. We like to hit the high notes, and I'm here with Jared Barker most times. Jared, he he likes to go the distance 49 times. Jared, how are you doing? I'm good, Hugh Tran, ladies, man. How you doing? <laughs> we're doing. You know, we, we're, uh, I, I was sick for a bit, so we didn't have a podcast for like two weeks, and now I'm just trying to get as many out before you know the off season gets kind of boring. So uh, today, I'm so glad that we could have two super jazz fans join us today. First, uh, Mark Mueller on Twitter. Uh, Mark, how, how you doing? Excellent. Doing great. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, great. Uh, is there anything you want to plug? You want people to follow you on your Twitter, or you have anything you want people to to see you on? I'm, yeah, I'm definitely still trying to get Twitter back to where it was before uh, I got suspended. Before, I guess don't tell anybody, right? It's not actually suspended, anyway. Yeah, same handle. I was and Mueller eighty eight. Um, that's where I'm at now. So, got to get back up to like what was I think I was about fifteen hundred. Oh man! All right, let's yeah. let's get it. Follow M. Yeah, go. Ed Mueller, 88. <laughs> that Jack, don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> and, um, and also, Riley, oh shoot, Riley Gisman? Yeah, that was it. Yeah. Thank you. I was, I was like, oh crap, I asked him. I, I make sure. <laughs> I, my name is Hu Tran. And so sometimes people will like, will do variation. And I don't really care. But like, Who I was like, are I, you? Should, I should probably try to get his name right. So, Riley, how are you? I'm I'm great. Thanks for having uh, me. Yeah, thank no, thank you for joining us. Uh, and uh, Riley is also a very good uh, analytics guy on Twitter, and so follow him, uh, Riley. Th- throw yourself out there. You got some some great things for people to follow. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, just right now, I'm looking. I'm trying to be like build a portfolio for like becoming a scout, and so um, be sure to check out my stuff. I've I've got a website starting up right now. It's it's thebasketballenigma.com um i'm doing videos i just did one on dante exum um writing articles so yeah yeah be sure to check those out and my twitter obviously argus 11 so yeah uh so yeah riley so riley's exum video got some hate (laughs) yeah yeah. (laughs) of course the title although it was a very um misplaced oh wow Oh, misplaced hate on Twitter. That never happens. So no, <laughs> yeah, no. we'll get to that later. We'll get to that later. That we got a, we got a big show. Media at all. That doesn't happen at all. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to um, all that coming up. But, you know, first uh, draft night happened just a few nights ago. And it was a little um, underwhelming for Jazz fans just because they, they traded out of the first round. And um, there was a couple things that Jazz fans wanted to happen, I guess. And it didn't really happen the way that jazz fans thought were going to happen. And I, I think there was a little bit of hate, but I, so first Jared, how did you think uh, jazz, I, jazz draft that was going to go after they traded away the 23rd pick? Well, I didn't think we were going to buy two more picks. I figured we're, I mean, especially when we didn't get one in the forties and it, they were reporting how much they were costing to get them. You know, right. you saw the 30th pick went for 5 million and four second rounders you know that's a late first round pick and you're like wow we got a steal for 27 in that other draft <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um uh, uh riley or mark um i don't know were, were any of you guys disappointed that the jazz weren't trading to get somebody in the 40s that you thought they should be drafting you know i was I mean, actually I... sorry i i'll go real quick um right. i was actually i was i was disappointed because um I really wanted Brandon Clark. And so that was, that was up in the twenties. I wasn't even in the forties. So, right. Um, we, we knew that that like, wasn't going to happen, but he just kept falling and falling. And so I was hoping like, maybe there's a chance that we could offer like a, a big package and try to get him. But yeah, he, he's one he, Brandon Clark was one of you guys that you profiled on the basketball enigma, enigma wasn't it? Wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. He was, he was kind of my draft crush this year. He was, yeah. he was good. <laughs> Mark, um, did, were you, were you hoping the Jazz were going to get into the 40s to get somebody? or? Yeah, I mean, I thought they were. I thought they were going to go up and get, um, what's his face, uh, Pascal. And it's kind of a bummer that Golden State got him. But once, once <laughs> you started seeing the, those prices that it took to get up that high, and it, it was very understandable that the Jazz didn't want to go up that high for a guy who, I mean, let's face it, right? You're drafted in the second round. The odds that you're going to make a roster 
are very small. Uh, that, so why are you going to mortgage your right. your lotto picks for the next? I, mean, I say lottery <laughs> because not even first round picks, but your second round picks, which are like shots. You mean in the like dark. you mean like scratch scratch off lottery tickets? <laughs> yeah, I mean why? You know, it, it'd be like taking like ten scratchers to trade for one today. Like I. <laughs> I don't know. So it, it made sense to me once once we started seeing those prices of what it took to move up into those 40s. Um, it, you know, it still would have been nice to get one of those guys, but at the same time, the price was just it seemed way too high. I mean, you're talking, I think some of those picks went for what, three, three future seconds and cash? That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. So, like, so this, this is the first time Mark and I ever, ever talked, and the, his, lottery ticket analogy is almost exactly how I explain every second round draft pick ever. So that's kind of crazy. Um, yeah. I, uh, Walt Perrin had talked on uh, like KSL and like he talked to like to the, um, the tribune about how he had said something like he didn't think the draft was going to be very good at the beginning of the year, but as he did the workouts, he thought he maybe like maybe a lot of first round talent was going to be uh, there even in the second round. And I think a lot of people thought, oh, you know, maybe they really like really liked some people at 23rd. How I interpreted it was that, you know, the Jazz, whoever they thought was good at 23, might be good at 40. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, yeah, mm-hmm. the way I heard him basically was very similar to what you're saying, uh, Hugh. Basically, what I was understanding from what he's saying is, like, it felt like the, let's say there's typically five tiers in a regular draft, right? And you usually hit the third tier by the end of the first, and it kind of tapers off into your fourth and fifth tiers in the second round, for sure. I felt like he was basically saying, you know, that third tier looks really, really strong. So there could be guys in the 40s that we might have spent the first on, you know? Because yeah, and like – and and like by like ball ball were dropping and you know they're like oh go get this guy and guys that we didn't see workout wise but the jazz scouts did and mm-hmm. there, there's like like pascal who is somebody who is like a childhood friend of donovan you know and yeah. I, I mean i don't know i don't know i think sometimes we we put too much stock into friendships in the nba and i, I, I get it but if, if pascal's not good enough to make the roster, then you don't want to spend your lottery ticket on him. So I think we, as a fan base, put a super high premium on friendships because of a one Gordon Hayward and his friend, Jeremy Evans being like the only guy that got mentioned on the way out that was actually playing on the team. Besides like, doing, you know, that I had actually played with him. So I think we put way too much of that on that. Because uh, I don't, I think relationships have to develop organically, right? And new friendships are going to happen in the workplace. It's not just. I feel like we uh, we emphasize it a little too much. Yeah, I th- I I just uh, I mean, sure, it would probably would have been nice, but the guy has to be able, to, like the guy, the jazz brass had to be able to see something out of um, uh, those guys to like, oh yeah, you know, it's great that they're friends, but like this guy can be a stretch four or whatever. So, um, but so, the mean, jazz did go ahead. I mean, I, th- I think back on that note, just back to Darren Williams, right? Like I remember trading Brewer away and the reports for that deal was, was pissed off because Brewer yeah. was his buddy. And that was, if I remember correctly, I mean, it was a long time ago now, but that kind of felt like it was the beginning of the end of, of Darren in Utah. You know, he was really pissed off that they traded Brewer away. But fact of the matter was, Ronnie wasn't good enough. You know, like he was, he was this uber he really athlete. But he could never score. He wasn't that great on defense. And it was like, he would just wasn't, he was just taking up cap space. And it felt like D-Will could never get over that fact. And I mean, so I don't know, like, I think we do place too much on friendship. But at the same time, it was like, but D-Will, it definitely felt like that was, that was like the chip that pushed him over the edge to, to just be like, no, you know, I, I'm, I'm getting really fed up here. I don't know. Possibility. Possibility. The thing is I was never really a huge Darren stand. Cause I, I was on my mission during that conference finals run. So like, I, I get why people love him and stuff, but eh, you know, I mean, to me, <laughs> you got John Stockton and everyone else at point guard. Mike Connolly <laughs> might, might slide in at number two for me. And so that's uh, uh, to to that point. 
do you want to risk that again? Like, hey, like if Pascal was just drafted just to keep Donovan happy, but if he wasn't good, you you have to cut him eventually. You have to do something. And like, yeah. is that is that something that you want to bring into the locker room? Like, hey, we brought your friend in, but three years later, you're going to have to fire him because like, you can't just keep him on the roster because yeah. you know, it, it takes up a roster yeah. spot. You know, so. you know, that's the same thing. Like with Donovan, we kind of have have a luxury almost like with D will and, and Gordon, there was a little bit of like, I mean, Gordon, not so much, but there's a little bit of drama with those guys, but Donovan's going to be happy with any situation you put him in. He's going to be happy with Rubio. He's going to be happy with uh, just, yeah. just anyone. He'll, he'll find friends. He's a friendly guy. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, that's true. Outgoing, different personality. And if you if you can't handle your friend being fired from work, you might want to think about do, taking that. Yeah, professionally. Like, mm-hmm. like I have friends outside of work, folks. So like, I like people <laughs> yeah, I yeah. work with, and sometimes they're really good friends. But you know, I also have my really best friends who are outside of where I work. So um, yeah, I mean, apples to apple, apples to oranges. Amen. So let's let's talk about the three guys the Jazz did draft. Um, and I'm going to read just the ESPN blurb about them. Um, mm-hmm. Our first pick at number 50, the Jazz traded up or not traded up. They Jazz bought the pick from Jarrell Brantley or for uh, Jarrell Brantley at 50 from the Pacers. Traded a future second round pick to get it and a little bit of cash. Uh, Jarrell, Jarrell Brantley was not even uh, didn't even have a pre-draft analysis from ESPN. Um, uh, but he does have a post-draft analysis. Uh, he's from the College of Charleston. Uh, the first player not in ESPN's top 100 to be drafted. So I don't know if that's good or bad. Uh, he had a strong showing uh, at the PIT or PI uh, tournament. Uh, he'll probably be G League NBA Combine. He has a shredded frame, impressive shot creation. Uh, that's unique for a big man. He So... I guess the the cops that he's been getting is Jay Crowder. Um, what do you guys think about uh, Jarrell Brantley? I like what I've seen on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much what it comes down to with these these late fifties picks. You haven't seen them before, and just pull up their highlights on YouTube and their stats, and kind of hope for the best. Yeah, I, guess. I, saw, I, <laughs> I saw some some like national guy tweet about it, and he was like. Like that one jazz scout who went to like all the CAA conference games is super pumped right now. I don't, I mean, who, you know, I didn't watch any of the games that these guys were in. I've seen, you know, the highlight videos read as much as I could. And, and it's hard to talk about each one of them individually. I mean, almost like as a group, it's like, I imagine that one of them is going to be probably on the opening roster, but at the same time, I don't know how much that has to do with talent and how much it has to do with cap Money. situation, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll be honest, like, the three late second-round picks, like, if we get, if we do get one to be on the opening day roster, that's a win. Cause, yeah, I yeah. agree. Yeah. But Jarrell, Jarrell Brantley seems to be, I guess, the favorite to be because of just of his position and the fact that he might be a stretch four, which... I don't know. The Jazz might be lacking, kind of at the start of uh, of um, the season, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, the next guy. Okay, so our the actual pick the Jazz had at number fifty three, uh, and this was a pretty cool story. Justin uh, Wright Foreman um, was his Instagram videos of just how happy he was to get drafted was great. So he seems very thankful mm-hmm. already. Already seems like he was excited to be a jazz man. He'll probably be a stars man for at least first year. Um, I've, I've seen the highlight video of him shooting, and I'm not a, I'm not I'm not a scout like uh, like Riley here. I, I I I never even played ball at any professional, not even high school level. But I watched his video. I'm like, yeah, he scores in bunches, but there's just something about his shot that just seems a little slow to me. And just reading over his thing, that it kind of is like he shoots for more from the hip. And I was like, yeah, that's it. Like he shoots a little bit lower than you want from an NBA player. So I don't know. I, that's just my my non-educated analysis of, uh, of JWF there. But um, he plays point guard. So maybe he uh, – so some people have talked about maybe if Exum gets cut. Or, or not Exum, sorry. If Neto gets cut, excuse me. Uh, no, no. If Neto gets cut to make room for Conley's salary and they they can't get him back, 
maybe he's a guy that's just a third point guard or two way or whatever. So, uh, and then uh, 58, an, an, another pick that Jazz just bought, just bought from Golden State. Uh, am I saying his name right? His name right? Mia Oni? Mia Oni? Yeah, uh, I, I think I think so. Yeah. yeah, he's the one that like would have the most press out of all these go- guys because like he went, he was the w- one player at Yale that people were like, oh, he's good, he can score, look at his shooting, you know. And he's and, and he's. And- I still haven't even watched him. I mean, I didn't watch the, I didn't watch a lot of college ball this year. So. I mean, if you watch a lot of college ball and you're watching Yale, you got you got a lot of time on your hands. Well, that's, that's he's very dedicated. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's because they went to their conference championship and stuff. I think I don't know. That's true. Uh, the the, yeah, the one I thing mean, I okay. go ahead. Sorry. Well, I was going to say, I like he he out of like the three of them, he's kind of my my sleeper pick actually for the roster. Um, I mean, Darnell, I think could make it. This is an interesting thing. Like, I, you know, it's hope springs eternal for second round picks, right? Like, I'm always going to say, oh, yeah, sure, one of these guys can make the roster. <laughs> um, but I mean, the this dude, like, just giving his, like, looking at his physical, you know, assets, like, he's, he's six, six, you know, he's long, he's, he seems pretty fast. All three of these guys have impressive wingspans for their height. But he's the guy that I look more like almost this this kind of like swingman type role that we're probably going to need as well. Cause mm. if you look at our wing depth right now, who is, what is our wing depth? Right. I think it's, it's Roy right. and yeah. Joe. <laughs> so maybe he is that third kind of, that third kind of three, four, two, three kind of guy that we need on the roster. Um, I mean, he's, he's got like all the physical assets that you want in that role. So you never know. Right. I, I don't want to say the Jazz have a type, but the Jazz sort of have a type. Like they, these guys, the one thing I think that stood out to me when I was looking at their draft like videos and stuff is they they seem to have longer wingspans for people their size. Hmm. Yeah, and that seems like mm-hmm. a theme with us because of the, the way we play defense. Yeah, like I said, I don't want to say the Jazz have a type, but the Jazz have a type. So, uh, yeah, I mean that's. Uh, who know? I, I again, I, I trust the Jazz brass to know what they're doing. And if these guys go on two way contracts or we keep their rights in the G League or whatever and just have them as a break in case of emergency, that that can be good too, you know. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's perfect. It, injuries happen, and uh, you know, next next man up. And if these guys can play next man up, great, you know. So, uh, yeah, so I mean, the second round picks again, Mark said it, I think, best like these are lottery tickets that you you scratch off yeah you, you hope you know you hope you pay five dollars for three or you know you take three five dollars lottery tickets and if you win 20 bucks on one of them great if you win five yep. bucks on one of them cool you got your money back you know so <laughs> um i don't know how i don't know how often you guys do scratch off lotteries but that's how you do it so <laughs> well my other right. question is just on briefly like what kind of money do the star does the stars team bring in, right? Like, what's their revenue look like, and is it worthwhile? Uh, this was something in the back of my head. Like, would it be worthwhile for the Jazz to say, okay, we we can afford to play these guys on the stars for three years because they're going to be interesting players there, you know? Like, I don't know. Well, the problem with the stars, uh, like, it's more so about like what they're able to pay them because I think they can only maximum pay them now up to like. Unless they're on a two-way contract, I think the max they can pay them is up to like sixty-five thousand, something like that. Oh, uh, yeah. That's when the new rules came in because it used to be not pretty. Um, but, I mean that's upgraded, and yeah. it is. I mean they save a little bit of money because the guys like room together and stuff. And I I don't know if they cover their housing for them or not. I honestly don't know. <laughs> I know with the, uh, the 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 gaming team that was what was going on because I met one of those guys, which is kind of cool. But, uh, anyway. Okay. Okay. Name dropper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like twenty four k smooth is his Twitter handle. So. Oh yeah, that guy. That guy <laughs> I, I actually have that. He's pretty cool. I saw him at a gaming convention. Yeah, he's a nice kid. He's yeah. really shy. He's nice though. He's a cool guy. Um. Uh, well, may- maybe they can just room with Tony Bradley because that guy's gonna be in for the stars forever. Oh, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tony Bradley might not make the roster. Um, I I think his I think his year is guaranteed already. So I, I yeah, mean, I know, but yeah, I, I know, but he'll he'll make Tony the stars Bradley, roster at least. You know, there's a there's a lot of spots open, so you never yeah. He, I know. Any anyone anyone can pull pull it off. 
as as, yeah. as uh, Dan Clayton and I talked about a couple, like maybe a month ago, is that if you trade Tony Bradley, like it's got to be someone going, oh, we want Tony Bradley to cheer on our bench versus cheering on your bench. So. Right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, he's like their he's at best their third big, and that's if they're a bad bad team. He needs uh, Tony Bradley needs to watch some uh, some Trey Lyles videos then, so he can get good at bench celebrations. I, I'm not gonna <laughs> lie, I'm kind of glad he stopped searching his name on Twitter because I felt really bad if I ever said anything disparaging and then he wouldn't <laughs> like it. I mean, you know, pretty rough. Yeah. Pretty rough. Like, here's the thing: like, I, I don't want to disp- like Tony Bradley is a is a probably a fine young gentleman. He's just not a guy I see playing very many minutes for the Jazz or many meaningful minutes for the Jazz. So I'm just glad he got his yeah. money, man. Good for him. Yeah. Well, he got his back. I mean, if you look at a, I think Willie Reed's probably the guy. Like, if you had to look at the stars, oh. you're, you're going to look at Willie Reed over. I think that I think that's a very interesting play. name. And, yeah, that's that, that's probably somebody that they do to get there to play that Epe uh, Udo role, role, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I, I feel we're similar. here. We're hearing Udo going back to Europe. It sounds like so. Yeah, yeah for a lot uh, of money. Hey, I mean, you got to secure that bag, man. Secure that bag. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. If I was in his situation, he already had great success at Fender Bands. I mean, why not go back over there? Uh, well, I hope you enjoy our our very <laughs> very deep dive into the draft analysis <laughs> of these three players. Again, yeah. like if, if one of them makes the roster, great. You know, I'm just glad to have you on the team. Glad to have you. As our third string guy, I, I hope you know we have some more blowouts to see you play minutes. I guess I don't know. So I, I'm ex- I'm excited. I, I hope to go see them in summer league. And you know, I mean, when I went to summer league a couple years ago and I saw Donovan put that spin move on Jason Tatum, like my my my, my I like oh, like the, the heavens opened up. Incredible. incredible. <laughs> so who knows maybe they have one of those moments and they were like, oh my god, guys, we got to steal at 58 or whatever. <laughs> well, that was yeah. the. Like that was the, our, you know, that was our. I mean, because the, the dunk over Hayward ha- hadn't happened yet, right? The block on Hayward hadn't happened yet. That was so cathartic. Like, the, <laughs> no, the the, yeah, the Hayward wound, the Hayward wound was fresh. That that Hayward like that like pulling the knife out of the Hayward wound was still fresh. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, this oh, Donovan yeah. band is. It's like, it's like it's like buying a a, a, a band aid that had Donovan's face on it. You put on like, oh, these are cool. <laughs> So um, yeah, so that's uh, that's our our deep dive in the draft there, folks. Uh, we're gonna take a, a quick break right now. We're gonna come back. Everybody's gonna come back, and you guys are on board with this uh, Mike Conley trade, right? Oh, of course. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're gonna do a little game here. Wait, and um, should I ahead. be? I don't know. You tell me. Please. Yeah, you, I think you should because uh, uh, <laughs> we're gonna come back from break and um, uh, we're gonna play a game of negative Nancy. So uh, we're gonna take a break right now and we'll be right back. All right, folks, we're back and now we are into the Mike Conley portion of the jazz podcast today utah jazz hitting the high notes thank you for listening with us again i'm here with uh, jared barker as always mark Mueller and riley gitzman are uh, joining us today as well and we're going to talk so i've mentioned this before i am a pessimistic jazz fan uh, that's just who i am naturally but the jazz have made such good decisions lately that it's hard for me to be pessimistic about it so i'm, I'm trying to go back to my roots uh we were going to do a negative nasty segment earlier in the off season. Uh, but we had to scrap that. But now I had to, I had to, I put it on Twitter and I was like, I, I need to find someone who's not super on board with this uh, Mike Conley trade. And nobody took me up on my offer. So I have to go onto Facebook. And today I'm going to become the, the Facebook, the, the Mike Conley Facebook fan. And the ironic thing is that I used to, I used to be part of uh, two jazz Facebook groups. And they kicked me out. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I did. I, I think maybe they didn't want me prom- promoting my podcast on their pages. But I was kicked out. Of, like I went to go look up some comments today, and I was like, "What? They kicked me out?" But trust me, before I got kicked out, I saw plenty of Mike Conley hate, or you know, just. And I, I want to. I don't want to make fun of people here. I, I I think there are valid arguments that be had. So let's let's have those debates and arguments right now. So. Wait, wait, wait. Um, I, I, I want your take. I want your take to be tell me, is your take or is it not that you think the Jazz nullify the Conley trade? Oh, God. And, uh, sign Tobias Harris. Is, <laughs> I, is, I, it, I, is that not your take? Is that not your take, Hugh? 
I see. So this is a subtweet <laughs> of somebody out there on Twitter that I don't even follow, but his stuff comes on my timeline all the time. And it's like, it's like, flames. I'm pretty sure that's your take you don't, don't, don't lie to me. It's like flames on the side of my face. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> anyway, we, we might bring that up that we might bring that up. Okay. So, as, so I am, I am Facebook who right now at Facebook who, um, uh, you know, he thinks that getting Mike Conley at his age, at 31, a guy who's had injury problems, is not a smart investment for $34 million a year. Like, we're spending a lot of money on a guy who could break down, and he's only here for two years. If he breaks down, what, what, what do we do? What does Jazz do? What happens then? I mean, you know, first of all, I can't remember who was talking about this. Somebody was on Twitter today talking about this. And I mean, Tony, you know, if you follow Tony's Twitter, Tony's hammering this like left and right. What, you know, why, why, I mean, I get it. Like Conley has had some significant injuries. He missed most of the season, but if you look at the Grizzlies at those times and the injuries that Conley sustained, the Grizzlies had, I mean, really like no intention of winning the year that Conley missed. What did he miss? Uh, 70, was it 72 or 68? I think it was 68 games. They had no intention of winning. They've had no intention of winning for like the last two years, honestly. I mean, they start every season. They're like, yeah, we're going to be good, but their rosters just sucked and they had no chance. So, I mean, you look at that and you're like, okay, why why would they play him the full season? Like last season, he met his guarantee for his contract for, what is it, the 2021 season by a number of games played. And then he sat, was I think it's 16 games. But he sat games because the Grizzlies didn't want to win. I mean, Conley had a career year at 30 into a system, which George Hill's in career years, Ricky Rubio's in career years. He's going to play with the best offense probably that he ever has. I mean, no no disrespect to like Gasol, because Gasol's incredible, but look at the supporting cast that Mike Conley's had around him. I mean, you think that Donovan has a hard time? <laughs> the space Wait, Mark, are you, are you saying that all the players have had career years with the Jazz? Did, did you, is that something you said happened? Are you sure? I think it's something that happens, uh, what is that, every year? Almost every year with the Jazz, right? It's, I mean, what? Are you serious? <laughs> Are we talking to the same organization? No, I mean, right. yeah. <laughs> you change the schedule. <laughs> ah! What do you What do you yeah, say, man. Jared? What, what 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 is your point about Mike Conley's age? I think okay, he's the same age as a the only unanimous MVP the league has ever had, and I don't think anybody's worried about that guy breaking down for. You know, even though he's had a history of ankle problems, MCL strains, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, I mean, come on, man. If you're saying Mike <laughs> Conley is as good as Stephen Curry, then I'm, uh, we have another argument to make. You're, you're <laughs> all, you really are a Facebook jazz fan. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> hey, Facebook who is here? I told you. <laughs> Riley? Yeah. Try to, con- um, try to convince me here. Okay. Um you know, Mike Conley just had the best year of his career. Um, he's played 70 games or less in the last five seasons. So, like, the primary concern when you look at him is just injuries, honestly. it's it, there's His contract is built into his injuries. If he, if he gets injured, then he isn't living up to his contract. But he, if he stays healthy, then, then he's not going to just randomly fall off the planet. Um, we see Steve Nash go and have four years after 31 years old where he goes in and he he is an all-star still. And and you see that with John Stockton, with Jason Kidd, and it, point guards just don't break down that quickly unless they have injuries like Isaiah Thomas or Magic Johnson. Um, and, and so that's, and so that's, that's the primary concern where Conley has played 70 games. Yeah. Or Chris Paul um, in 70 games or less in the last five seasons. But um, then, then you have to look at, at the window that the jazz have um, with, with Rudy Gobert, uh, it's, it's not very big right now. Like there's, there's only a couple years where we can really sneak in. Um, and so you've got to, you've got to try to capitalize. And so, um, with, with Mike, especially, uh, you, you have to look at, at what the Raptors did with Kawhi Leonard, um, where, where they're going in and they're resting him 10, 15, 20 games in the year, just so that they can have him healthy in the playoffs. Because, 
once you get to the playoffs and you've got a, a starting lineup that is is up there with the best in the league and and if you can just add a little bit of depth then then you've got a serious contender as long as as long as you can keep that health i fully That's, expect us to go full spurs this year yeah full spurs yeah exactly yeah boo you guys are wrong <laughs> and facebook who is right you guys are wrong okay well facebook who is not happy with that answer facebook who has more <laughs> grievances and he's going to give it to you all right now all right, so uh, Conley, well, he's he's overpaid. That's thirty-four million dollars for a, uh, not even a top five point guard in the league. That's way too much money. Try to convince me about that. The biggest question is who who are you going to spend that money on? Like, if anyone that you're going to spend that money on is it's Tobias Harris, is Kemba Walker, it's it's D'Angelo Russell. You're getting the same quality of player, um, so you're going to meet that salary cap anyway. So so you might as well just go in on someone that you know you're going to get, like Conley, who's that good. But our, my question would be for that would be Hugh. Are we sure that anybody of those other guys that were that were mentioning and defending this trade, um, do any of them play defense like Mike Conley? Any of them? I didn't. It's also true. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, well, Facebook, you have nothing to say. Andrew <laughs> Russell is is twenty three years old and he's Donovan's friend. And I don't. Is this is this a good voice for Facebook? Who like am I am I making fun of people? Like, <laughs> it's a bit of awesome. no, yeah, kind of well, good. You, you okay. could you could change it to be a little bit more nasally human. No, 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 no. <laughs> Facebook who says Facebook who says Andrew Russell is twenty three years old and uh, Tobias Harris is twenty seven years old. We should be spending money on younger guys, not old guys. Oh no! Yeah, but I mean it goes. You know, it's it's Riley's point. You know, it's the window, right? What what's the what's the window you're looking at? You signed D'Angelo Russell. The Jazz are not as good next year. They're not. They're not as good two years from now as long as Conley's healthy. They're maybe as good in three or four years, but then at the same time, is Rudy as good? Right? Like, is the rest of the roster that good? Do you have cap space to even upgrade? Do you have do you have assets to move around? Do you have any expiring contracts to to bring back a player. I mean, it's, you know, you're taking a big risk. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a big risk. And if you're a jazz fan and you expect Mike Conley to play 82 games over the next two seasons for the jazz, you know, each season, you're going to be disappointed. Conley's not going to play 82 games. Conley's probably going to play 70 games. If that, um, I hate, uh, yeah, I, I would not be shocked to see the jazz pull out load management for Mike Conley next year. Uh, especially if, you know, I don't want to bring it up, but especially if Exum is healthy, knock on wood, everybody cross your fingers, whatever you have to do <laughs> to make sure that that guy is healthy for a season. Um, I mean, if he's healthy, if Neto can stay healthy or whoever that third point guard is, Conley's going to play, you know, maybe 70 games, I think, just because there's no reason. The Jazz are going to win 50 games without Mike Conley playing 82 games. They're going to win 50 games as long as, Rudy Gobert does not go down with a serious injury. As long as Dante does, I mean Donovan doesn't go down with a serious injury, they're going to win 50 plus games. They're going to make the playoffs. And at that point, just get your people healthy, make sure everybody's right. And if Mike Conley is right for the playoffs, <laughs> I mean, I I can't wait. Con look at playoff. Look at Conley's playoff numbers. They're ridiculous. Like, like he yeah, is, he will remember. be the best playoff basketball player on our team. Mm -hmm. Remember that? Remember that 2015 series where they were playing? Oh, who were they playing against? The Golden the State Warriors. And do you oh, remember Warriors. how good Mike Connolly? Wouldn't that hurt Mike Connolly? That was performing like a madman, or was that 2016? I, Connolly is awesome in the playoffs, man. That guy, he's got killer instincts. He's got something. Nope. Facebook, who gets a point there too? Podcast is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hold on. I'm, I'm getting my keyboard a warrior for, uh, fingers out here. Um, uh, Mike Connolly, C-O-N-N-E-L-Y. Um, uh, <laughs> Connolly. Oh, shoot. I, I was trying to make the spelling joke and I forgot my point. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> trying to that's, that's prime Facebook. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly. All right. Well, Mike, Mike, Mike Connolly, he cost us too much. We, we traded Jay Crowder away. We traded, our, we traded our whole bench away. Now we have no depth. Wait a minute. Didn't the Raptors trade their bench away? They traded their starter away. That's true. That's true. They oh, traded. yeah. A starter, too. Wow. It's wild. 
Yeah, they they were really they were a seven deep team. They they didn't have much depth besides their their main seven guys. The, the Raptors. Mm-hmm. I mean, OG fell off a cliff. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was like the Raptors um, uh, didn't let not, didn't last year with Demar. Didn't they have like a nine deep bench with like I don't know. Yeah, I, I thought they, they, they were willing to, to part with that that to get the well bench with championships. And... We have no depth now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Golden State Warriors have always been known for their stellar bench, right? I mean, maybe in 2015. Yeah, to, to be fair, this is one of my arguments against the Lakers, so I, I don't know how well far I'm willing to go down this road. <laughs> well, hey, here's hey, the this thing. Is your time. The, Lakers, the, the Lakers don't have anybody who's right now, they can barely fill a seven-deep team. So, like, they yeah. have no... That's not depth. You have people with limited to no NBA experience who are probably going to have to make the team because you don't have the money. So, yeah, you need you need more than three starting caliber players, but you also you also need that top end talent. Like if you look at the Jazz offense last season, the Jazz started three non shooters in a lineup, right? And a sophomore guy who is coming off. Uh, from what we now understand, a pretty significant foot injury that kept him out of basketball for the entire offseason. The only guy that they had who was a competent shooter who didn't have health issues coming into the season was Joe Ingles. And as we find out, Joe Ingles finds out that one of his twins has, has autism coming into the season. I mean, yeah. and that team with three guys who literally could not shoot the ball straight with Ricky Rubio, who shot, I think, was it 32% on the season? Favors from three. Favors was twenty four percent on the season, and then Rudy who yeah, doesn't shoot threes. You know, and you you have those three guys, and then Donovan who was shooting, I think it was what twenty four percent for the first half of the year from three, and Favors who was shooting a similar percentage on the season. That starting lineup finished what the Jazz finished twelve top twelfth, I think, in offense on the year. Mm-hmm. That unit finished like in the top 12 of the NBA. And now, even if you ran that same unit out, but you put in Mike Conley, I, the offense is going to be ridiculous compared to what we've seen. Like that's, yeah. that's what it comes down to. The team will be so, so much better. You know, it's going to be nice. I'm shocked and appalled that Facebook U hasn't addressed the loss that was Grayson Allen, 40-point score. <laughs> You will you will not get me to defend Grayson Allen on this podcast. <laughs> All right, wait, last one. Facebook, so who's close. not done yet? Facebook, who's not done yet? Facebook, who thinks, oh, Tobias Harris is coming for sure to the Jazz. The, the trade's not official. The Jazz can back out of it. We need to back out of this <laughs> trade and use that money to get Tobias Harris. Here's, here's my thing. Okay, so the, Mike Conley might be the best free agent slash trade acquisition the jazz have ever ever had like at this point in time when he's coming in uh we we got jeff jeff hornacek all all the way back in the day but he 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 was only averaging 16 points a game then um he he wasn't he was two years removed from being an all-star um mike we we've had carlos boozer but but mike conley might genuinely be the best player who we've ever gotten and not developed into that player. Hmm. Well, and I see this point made all the time. Like uh, Conley's never had a guy on the wing with him like Donovan. So have we seen the best Mike can be when Mike hasn't ever been maximized because of who he's had around him? Tony Allen is going to come for you, sir. Well, (laughs) Tony Allen, though, was a one-trick pony. I'm sorry. Tony Allen could, would have a hard time playing in today's NBA because – Like John Stockton? non-shooter. No. No, no, oh my no, 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 no. I'm not going there. I can't believe you even brought it up, man. You were uh, like, I, I don't I want to bring that up. <laughs> I know. I couldn't help it. All right. Well, Riley well, – Donovan we... brought it up, though. <laughs> That's true. Riley, I want to – before we end this. So, Riley is a, a very smart guy. He's a very analytical guy, which is, like, the opposite of what I, – I, I'm a theoretical guy. I, I bring up, like, just stories and stuff and just, like, things I theorize. But Riley backs up his stuff with actual numbers. Um, and you said that you think that 
Conley is the second best free agent the Jazz could have gotten. Not free agent, the second best best addition the Jazz could yeah. have got this year, um, according to the models that you've made. Kemba Walker was first. Uh, yeah. even though I think Kemba, even though I think Kemba has some defensive deficiencies that wouldn't fit well. But um, what are those like numbers that I just want you to speak a little more broadly about those numbers and what Mike Conley brings to the team? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's that's a big thing is that it's um, Rudy Gobert's like projected career arc is is going down really quick. Uh, next year's his peak, and then he's he's only got a couple more years before he's um, not at the near near MVP level that he's at right now. Um, honestly, and and um, Mike Conley is he's he's at that point in his career where he can genuinely help that. Um, and and you know PIPM is is the number, is the advanced analytic that I was using, and it doesn't like Tobias Harris, it doesn't like uh, uh, D'Angelo Russell, um, but but it really likes Mike Conley and it really likes uh, Kemba Walker. Kemba Walker is more obvi- offensively um, charged, obviously, but um, Mike gives you gives you what uh, he has to be desired from Conley uh, or from Kemba on the on the defensive end. Out of curiosity, Riley, can I can I pick your brain just for half a second about that 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 PPM? You said PMPI, right? Yeah, PIPM. PIPM. Big PIPM. Like five. Where you take five? Do you take like all five of the starters to somehow make that, or how does that work exactly? Like, is it like yeah, yeah, composite from the all the guys together? That's pretty cool. Yeah. So I was yeah. So I was taking the four. So I was taking um. Joe, Rudy, um, Donovan, and then and then the whatever free agent or, or trade acquisition we might get, um, and and that's just like it's a catch-all statistic. It's like RPM or it's a it's an adjusted plus minus. Um, okay. And and then I just assume that we have like rotation players, uh, replacement level players, um, to go along with those four. That's fascinating. Okay. Cool, well, you guys know there. now I'm definitely using some Jay-Z to, as our end credit music. So, <laughs> <laughs> so well, all right. Well, we've well, had we... enough. Of, we've had enough of negative nasty Facebook who for today, but I'll tell you something that it, my fingers are tired from all that typing. Um, but I, I, I will tell you this. I don't think negative nasty Facebook who will die. He might come back for other segments someday. So, <laughs> um, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed that. That's our most of our Mike Connolly talk. We're going to take one more break come back and we're going to finish up with some free agent talk free agency talk here um and, and maybe a little more conley talk who knows so let's take a break and we'll come back and, and maybe jared will do a commercial who knows hey jared here thank you for listening to hitting the high notes uh podcoin is the podcast app that pays you for the podcast that you listen to so if you're listening to this podcast on one of the apple podcast apps or one of the google podcast apps our you can listen to this podcast on Podcoin and they'll pay you for it. They give you coins that you can use to get gift cards for retailers. Kind of works something like, uh, I guess we could say swag bucks or that kind of stuff. So yeah. Hey, check it out. And if you use my code, you'll get extra points. I'll get extra points. We all win. Uh, my code is Jared him. So Jared is spelled J A R E D H I M is the code Jared him. All right, guys. Thanks for listening again to hitting the high notes with us back to the show. All right, folks, thanks for listening to Hitting the High Notes. Uh, and just so you know, we're a part of an unwrapped sports network. Um, there's a lot of great podcasts out there. They have some Philadelphia podcasts that do 76ers and Eagles talk. Uh, Setting the Pace is an Indiana Pacers, and they get some great guests. Like no, no, nothing against uh, Riley and, and, and Mark here, but they're not Jermaine O'Neal. They got Jermaine O'Neal <laughs> on their podcast. I was oh, like, wait, damn, I'm offended. Oh, man. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, I was like, I was like, whoa, man, these guys like they're they're getting some great guests on there. So uh, go ahead, give them a listen. Um, uh, follow them. Uh, Unwrapped Sports. You know, I'm gonna look up their Twitter and make sure I got it right. But uh, before we do that, let's um uh, do some more uh free agent talk. Uh, a couple nights ago. Tony Jones, uh, Utah Jazz beat writer for the <laughs> Athletic. Are, are you sure set it's not the, Toby Jones? Toby, I don't know. Toby I don't Jones. know who set this tw- tweet out because he he the way he worded it set the Toby Jazz Jones. fans on a frenzy. He said that Tobias Harris still has H A S strong interest in coming to the Jazz, and for the last couple of days he's had to field questions about how that can happen. 
um, a, a good friend of mine, Dan Clayton, even wrote on Salt City Hoops an article like three days prior saying, hey, these are ways the Jazz could... Like, he did a lot of work before this even happened and just people just didn't read it, I guess. But let's just say <laughs> that... Um, well, let's just with say the that way, those people probably don't subscribe to The Athletic. So. <laughs> it wasn't... Well, it was, it was on Salt City Hoops. Uh, that's free. Go to Salt City oh. Hoops and read it. Oh, Oops. you're talking about Dan. I'm sorry. Dan, okay. yeah. Dan Clayton wrote a... Uh, you get my a wires great, crossed. Uh, We're talking about yeah. Tony, then you'd shift gears to Dan. I'm sorry. Yeah, like, so Dan had already written pieces about, like, these are ways that they could structure the trade or get rid of salary to open up the, the next max contract space, uh, max, max contract um, space to bring in. Uh, Cause Riley, I know that you were talking before the Mike Conley tried, how you, the jazz, if they structured it correctly, could have operated as an over the cap team to yeah. get the full mid-level exception. And they didn't yeah, do that. that. The they, whole... Yeah. The jazz, are taking so let's let's break down the trade real quickly, uh, Mark. I think you were actually on top of this too, um, and may, maybe I'm mixing you up with somebody else. But when the trade happened, the Jazz traded out the contracts of Corver, who wasn't seven million in going out. He's only three million because of his guarantee. Jay Crowder's yeah. contract, which is again only like seven million. Grayson Allen, which is two million, I want to say. And the first round pick, which doesn't count a salary. So basically, there wasn't enough salary going out to the Grizzlies to cover Mike Conley's contract. So um, the Jazz have to take the rest of Mike Conley's contract into their cap space. And so when the trade is uh, executed, uh, depending on where the salary cap ends, the Jazz will have to maybe cut Neto to make sure they have enough room to take in Mike Conley. And yeah, so there are ways, like there are a couple ways. The long and short of it is if the Jazz, they would have to somehow trade X into a third team. They would have to cut favors. And I think they would have to get rid of some of their other contracts just to get that max contract space. It's unlikely to say the the least. And um, um, how do you guys... Do you guys think how likely do you guys think getting a max contract spot is? Just one word: likely, unlikely, or a word that you think? Not. It's not happening. Fair. Nope. But if, it, but if it did, nope. But if it did, <laughs> so, again, point, I said, I'm, a, one, I'm a theoretical guy. Let's, point one percent let's say, chance. Let's say that. Let's say. Let, hey, so you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> so let's say that chance happens. Let's say somehow the Jazz find someone who say, you know what, we'll take XM for free. Boom, you, you send out XM. And then Tobias's dad, like maybe Terry Harris. We better be getting in. an asset back for him. He's not valueless, man. Oh, mm. I know, but like uh, the, the value might be cap space. You know what I'm saying? Like mm. yeah, getting cap space might be what the what the trade is. Um and, and like a second round pick or something. Uh, maybe a future first. I don't know. I did this is again, this is just a weird theory. We're just gonna we're gonna play around with this theory just to make some jazz fans happy. Mm-hmm. Say the Jazz somehow get Tobias Harris. So the Jazz's lineup would be Gobert, Harris, um, Ingles, Donovan, Conley, I guess Royce off the bench. Is there anybody else on the bench that I'm missing? <laughs> Yang and and Exxon? Uh, yeah. George. Yeah. George. yeah. How, Oni, how do you guys Oni feel about that bench. lineup? It's I mean that, you're gonna be good. Yeah, it might it could be the best starting lineup in the league with the Warriors injured, honestly. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, I, so do you guys, I mean, so here's the thing about Tobias Harris. I, I think he's a good player. I I just don't know if he's $32 million over four, you know, $120 million over four years good. Cause mm-hmm. I, I, I just haven't seen him do it consistently with the team for, for very long. Yeah. You know, one thing mm-hmm. that, that Tobias would bring us though, is that while Conley gets older, he'll, he'll be more on the timeline of Donovan. And so um, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world to let Conley go. And then, and then we're, we're able to make a second stab at a title opportunity. If, if Rudy were to get older as well and and not, and and not as good, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And then we can somehow pivot with a different point guard. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Or, or maybe Conley just stays good in his mid-30s. Like, maybe not the level he is now, but 
you know, like e- even Chris Paul, who lost a step this year at age 34, 35. Like, yeah, even though he, he lost a step, he was still, yeah, he's still a top 15 ish point guard. He was better than Rubio. Yeah. So, you know, he, he's still a guy that, that still commanded the, the, the mid range pretty well. He just couldn't get to the rim as well as he, as, as well as he did last year. So, mm-hmm. yeah. well, he was, so, top, he was top of getting cooked in the playoffs this year, though. Yeah, well, uh, you know that happens. <laughs> it happens. It happens. He, he, he blamed James. Yeah, just blame Harden. <laughs> um, uh, but I mean, I I don't know. Like it, the Tobias thing. Yeah, I, it's not going to happen, right? But right. Maybe one percent. The one that I'm, if I can pivot from this, if this is allowed, the one that I'm more interested in is what happens with somebody like. Um, like a Bobby Portis, you know, like uh-huh. what happens if Washington says, Hey, we don't want to pay you 15 million a year or 14 million a year or whatever, because we're already capped out like an insane level. Um, so we're gonna waive you, like we're gonna, re- you know, renounce your our uh, right. right, you know, and make you an unrestricted. Like, what happens All right. there? So let's um uh, let's start. so I, I built this machine where we can go to different multiverses where things can happen. So <laughs> we're leaving the Tobias Harris multiverse and going to the multiverse <laughs> where Bobby Portis is an unrestricted free agent. So the Jazz at that point probably have to. I mean, in this universe, we renounce Derek Favors. Yeah, yeah, you would have to uh, here as well. Well, any it's, scenario where we get. Uh... Harris is is going to be that, so yeah. Well, yeah, but no, but no, this, yeah. we're we're in the Bobby Portis universe now. Are we renouncing yeah, Derek any, Favors? Okay, any scenario where we have more than ten million dollars of cash space, because you don't get that from Dante, right? After yep. so yeah, we're releasing Derek gone. Favors in this universe for a chance at Bobby Portis. How do you feel about that team? I mean, so you so you have was, Exum still, so you have Exum as your backup point guard, but you lose Favors. Yeah. Mm. Have we ever seen Bobby perform in an, in a playoff environment? We have. <laughs> he was on the Bulls <laughs> and then the Wizards. <laughs> yeah. Not... Wait, 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 wait. But which iteration of the Bulls was he on? I can't remember. <laughs> he was drafted the same one. year as Lyle, so no, no, we've never seen him. Yeah. <laughs> not, but there, there is some interest out there. I mean, I guess he kind of has a stretch three, maybe, or stretch. Oh, sorry, like he's a stretch forward. Like maybe he can hit the three a little bit. He has a little bit of range. He's tough. I'll, I'll, I will say this. Bobby Portis would give the Jazz a puncher's chance. hey Oh, I see what you did. Yeah, right. <laughs> Thank you. Well, um, wait. Uh, ra- what? wait, wait, wait. Argument here then. So if we stretch favors, do we sign Portis and then Miritich or Miritich <laughs> yeah. and then Portis? <laughs> that, would, that would be super fun to watch. <laughs> oh, yeah, it would. Mm. So, yeah, so basically – yeah, so basically, you would change that money from favors, and because you'd have to probably get Portis somewhere in the mid-teens to get him to come to the Jazz. Yeah. Um, I, I I don't know a lot about Portis, but here's the thing: like, the Bulls traded him for Otto Porter. Uh, the white the Wizards have to like him somewhat to trade, you know, a guy that they gave a lot of money to just the season prior. Like Portis has yeah, some interest in the league. He's young, and so yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, we're talking about a Wizards team that doesn't have a GM. That's uh, that's also true. The guy who made that trade isn't isn't there anymore. I'm just trying to get you guys to talk positively about Bobby Portis. I have nothing, (laughs) you know. We're also talking about a Wizards trade team that supposedly, uh, so they just waived uh, Jabari's contract and they're going to re-sign him. Uh, They just didn't pick up his option. So, yeah, no, no, they, but there, there's already rumors that they want to resign him. I'm like, are you sure you want to resign him? So here's yeah. a, like guys like Jabari, guys like Portis, they're still they they still hold that first round. It's it's Grayson Allen. They have a first round draft pick stigma. They're still young. Like you can still mm-hmm. see potential in these guys. I just I've never seen it with Portis. We talked about that, and so I I just don't know what he would bring to the Jazz team. Yeah, you know, you know, think- Portis is a lot. He's not he's not as good as favors. Um so the question becomes is is Portis um and his fit with the jazz lineup um and then another player like if we were to get Danny Green, where we now have the room for him, is Portis and Danny Green or is Portis and Rudy Gay are that are they as good as favors? Wow. Um, you think what do they think bring we get, to the jazz? 
Can we get Portis and like if we get Portis and Danny Green for the 17 million of favors, that does become more interesting to me. A little bit of depth and you know uh, some young potential on your team. And another uh, won a championship. Yeah, yes. both of both of their markets would definitely have to dry up on them, but but those are two that like I could see like a pairing. Yeah. So that so that that is interesting. That uh, like Portis by himself, no. But if you can get Portis and another like another good wing, another three and D wing, um, that would be that would be interesting. That's a that's a that's a good that's that's not that's a fun multiverse to visit. Well, and I mean, this is this has been my my whole point with favors, especially like last year when we were looking at like, okay, what does the team look like going forward? And I don't think that there is a player in the NBA that the Jazz can get outside of maybe Tobias. So you could say, okay, this guy can be or is better than Derek Favors in a vacuum, right? Like if you were to put up Derek Favors against, like even when we were looking at Otto Porter, it was like, if you were to put up Favors against Otto Porter in a vacuum, you're probably still taking Favors. But then you got to step back and look at like the team competition. I feel like there's a lot of people. Yeah, I feel like it well, okay. wouldn't take it. Yeah. Potentially. potentially yeah. But, I mean, if you, According to Derek yeah. Davis, nobody watches favors. Not even him. <laughs> he doesn't <laughs> even watch himself. Um, <laughs> but I mean, that's, that's the thing though, right? Like the fit. It's, like, it's a question about the fit. And if it's like, hey, if you can get Bobby Portis at 12 a year and he fits your offense better, maybe he's not as good defensively, but he gives you a better ceiling offensively. And then you can bring in one or two other bench guys who can play and contribute. You know, I'm not saying we should leave there. We should move Derek Favors. I like Favors. I think a starting five with him and Conley is perfectly fine. I think it'll alleviate tons of the questions there have been. But it's an interesting thought, you know. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I just, like, if we can get, two guys in that 17 million that favors like renouncing favors i would be interested in that but i it's hard we have to see the problem is that we have to see the market dry up and favors needs to be guaranteed by july 5th or 7th or whatever mm-hmm. it is yeah. so i think it's the sixth technically all right so i'm going to drive us back let's go back to our own multiverse our own universe you know let's let's come back in here um there is some talk about trading dante exum uh, they're, they're all, you know, I, I know that these three guys are, well, I don't know. I, I know Jared is, is at least on XM Island. I assume Mark is. Mark is definitely. Yeah, I have some land there, yeah. Yeah. I, I've heard that Riley recently moved. I'm not sure. So kind of, kind of, sort of. Land got cheap and Riley swooped in and bought some. <laughs> That's true. So um, uh, I, I did promise Jared some XM time here. So I'm going to take a break. Dante is all yours, Jared. You go for it. Okay. Well, I'm going to start with, with it this way because I, I think it's a really interesting way to frame it. Um, Riley, so since have, being a new to, to the wonderful, extravagant X Island where we built all this property and now it's all empty. So we're, we're an <laughs> island version of Detroit. Um, <laughs> what, um, what made you decide to move here? You know, it's, it's beautiful, but it just keeps breaking down. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, uh, honestly, and yet uh, you moved here anyways. So yeah, yeah. So it's it's kind of ironic, is that like after his like seventeenth injury, I'm like, oh, actually, I like this guy. <laughs> but <laughs> I yeah, I don't know. He's he, the thing is, he's not a point guard. Um, he he's Which not I, someone. I, I could agree with that. He's he's at best, he's a combo guard. He's not a yeah, yeah, guard. exactly, exactly. He's he's. I think if he if he looks and learns from. Royce O'Neal and Joe Ingles. He's uh, a terrific advantage player. He's he's a guy that can beat his man, um, and and then he can make those basic reads. He's not someone that's going to go out and and run a play and and orchestrate the offense, tell you where to be and, and everything. Um, but but he's he's got the athleticism. He's got the first step. Uh, he can get to the rim at will. Um, you look at some of some of his stats, like the like the percentage of, of attempts at the rim versus like mid-range attempts. Um, he, he doesn't take mid-range attempts because he's so good at getting to the rim, um, which, which opens everything up. It opens up lobs to, to Rudy. It collapses the defense. He can get the kick out. Um, and, and, you know, there's a lot of that's potential in there. That's just a single read, right? Mm-hmm. And, and that's the thing is we've got, 
guys like Pascal Siakam and, and Giannis Antetokounmpo who are, who are really breaking out right now, who are in that same mold where they just have to make those simple reads after beating their men, getting through the rim. Um, and, and so it's, it's not, I don't think it's smart at all to, to give up on Exum. All right. Well, Did you hey, just compare really Exum to uh, the MVP? What was, what was that? that? One more time? I'm sorry, Mark. I think Riley just kind of threw out like a, a general comparison between Exum and the, the soon to be MVP, right? Like that's, uh, I mean, <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> that's just a ca- yeah, it was he just kind of casually dropped that there. I imagine the, the our, buck, freak. our buck yeah, friends you... would be like, "What you wildin', Riley? <laughs> <laughs> you wildin'? Uh, that could be the name of the episode. You wildin'? <laughs> well, okay. Yeah, like if you, you either say it like you're saying it with a Y, wildin', or you say wildin', and in Utah, I'm too old we for that. Say wildin'. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, gentlemen, this has been so fun. Thank you for taking some time out of your Sunday night and let's get late. So we're going to, we're just going to end it. Facebook who's gone to bed. Um, but we've talked a lot. Um, yeah, I I really enjoyed you guys' company. Um, thank you for being just smart, fun, interactive, um, uh, jazz fans that can come and talk and like we have a good conversation and it's been great. Uh, Mark, you know, where can we follow you one more time? Uh, yeah, so my handle is I was M Mueller eighty eight. My old one was M Mueller eighty eight, so it's just it's easy. I was I was my old handle. Um, okay, me. all right. So I, I'll be sure to tweet that out. Put that in our show notes. Uh, Riley, go ahead and um, hit your stuff again because it's, it's some, you have some great content. So yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, and then there's so I've got my uh, the basketballenigma.com. Um, follow me on Twitter. Uh, I'll post occasionally for uh, Salt City Hoops. Um, so yeah, just, just be able, just, just follow me on Twitter and you'll catch everything through there. So again, his stuff will be in our show notes and I'll tweet it out and you know, you, you'll see me interact with these guys all the time. Uh, Jared has not given a lot of dating advice lately. Uh, we're starting, we're going to try to get um, uh, Jared Barker's dating, uh, dating advice. Dating advice. You, you freaking liar. Jared, I got to slide in your DMS. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. We'll call it, we'll call it Jared slides in the, into your DMS. That's, what, that's our oh, no. <laughs> Jeez. But Jared, you, 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 you do go the distance. So tell us, tell us um, where to find you. Okay. Um, you want to know where to find me, you say, right? Well, yeah, I'm not going to give you my address, Hugh, because let's just say <laughs> just that I call it. you Hugh's Tran ladies man for a reason. <laughs> Hugh's fan, creepy man. <laughs> no. hey, hey. Anyways, no, I'm, I'm just kidding, man. You know it's all love. Um, I know. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> I am at Go the Distance, just like the 49ers, 49. Go the Distance, yeah. 49. Just Jared, if you call me creepy man, it's not gonna help my. It doesn't help my love life at all, anyway. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> well, uh, you, you, you. Oh man. Okay. If we <laughs> if we are gonna talk about dating advice, I'm gonna say, hey, uh, we need some ladies on this podcast to give Hugh some dating advice because I can't give Hugh dating advice. I think Hugh has got game if he doesn't try to spit it because yes, ladies, like kind of his own boys. <laughs> ladies, come on and tell me um uh, how to not be so lonely. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. I'm just kidding, guys. But you know, follow me. I'm a, I, I, he's <laughs> Mr. Lonely. Uh, I'm not some high notes. He's on <laughs> he's his own. That's good, actually. I like that. <laughs> uh, we're still we're still doing Jay Z. Um, uh, at the uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Who Trans Superman. That's H U U T R A N Superman. Uh, you know, actually follow the the high notes here uh, at Jazz High Notes. And again, we're part of the Unwrapped Sports Network. Follow them at Unwrapped Sports. They tweet out whenever we have new podcasts on our network. There's a lot of great content out there. Uh, Mark and Riley, please, you know, if you guys want to come back on, I'd love to have you guys back on. We'll talk. I mean, we're, we're about to get to the slow part of the jazz season. <laughs> like, well, after Summer League happens, <laughs> it gets kind of slow. So That's my favorite part. <laughs> we have to, we the have to. But no, like, we might take an off season just because, you know, there's not going to be much to talk about. But um, real yeah. quick, before we end, the jazz most likely will have the room exception to use about four-ish million dollars. Like, do you guys have a realistic free agent you think the Jazz could pick up? With the room exception? Yes, with the room exception. Bullock. Reggie Bullock? Oh, three-point shooter, Reggie Bullock. I can see that. 
I like Bullock. Um, I have a list, but I can't remember who's on the list right now. Mostly like right, well, backup. Well, you know scores. what? Follow Mark on his Twitter. He'll 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 tweet out people that he thinks is are good. Riley, probably Demari Carroll. I like Demari. Yeah, yeah, I like I like. I saw that on. I saw that on. Yeah, I I'm. He's on my list. I was confused of why the Jazz let him go when they did because when he signed with Atlanta, it was only for like five million. It wasn't even a lot of money. Like I just, mm-hmm. it was so weird when they let him go. I was like, was it just because they wanted Trey Burke to have the number three? I have no idea. But they we didn't let him have, go. We didn't, have Quinn, we didn't have Quinn Snyder uh, yet, so I think that but when you saw what he like, became like, in that offense, no, but but that's the thing. You saw what he. We well, didn't see what he became with us, like because he looked better with us. But then he went to Atlanta, and then he got paid by Toronto. So I know, I mean, but still, it's just Atlanta like for, changed for, his career. For for somebody who who played well for the Jazz, like if he only wanted five million dollars, I, I, I'm sure the Jazz had money at that point. It was so weird. But yes, Damari Carroll. I mean, my dream. I, maybe not my dream, but like I think if someone wanted to take a veterans discount and come to. You know, maybe they like the front office. Maybe they like Snyder's coaching. If Trevor Ariza were to take the room exception, I don't think he will. Oh, but if God, if Trevor Ariza did, you know, that'd be kind of cool. But Damari Carroll is another one that, if he if he wanted to come back to Utah, if he had a good time and sees this Jazz team um, that needs a little bit of help and he can bring it, that'd be great. Or or Trevor Booker. <laughs> I, I have a love for Trevor Booker, man. Well, some, Booker's retired, though. I mean, I don't think. He's I, uh, I know he played in Europe, and yeah, but like they, that's another guy. So, uh, again, thank you guys for coming on. Uh, I hope you enjoy. This is good, probably going to be a very long episode, so um, I hope you uh, maybe, maybe we'll take a break and let people listen to this in two parts or something. So, uh, again, thanks uh, for coming on, folks, and I hope you enjoyed hitting the high notes and play that Jay Z. Play us out here. Come on now. Uh, uh.